Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. I'm your sober girl, Jessica Jabot, and I am so excited about this guest. You may know her as positively present across social media, on her blog, her numerous books, and also planners. Danny is the lovely human behind Positively Present, and she is here today to talk to us about her eight plus years in sobriety, her books, her Instagram, just her positively present attitude, and how she got that way. All right. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So for people who don't know out there, but Danny is the real life human behind Positively Present, which is, what do we got, Danny? We got a website, blog, Instagram. Yeah, website, I mean, that's how books. I found you. Yeah. Instagram is, is a big one. I do a lot of stuff on there now. Um, started as a blog, then moved to books, um, and obviously on Pretty much all the social media platforms um, as well. Cool. Well, I mean, I, for one, am probably your biggest fan because <laughs> I Thank seriously you. like love your Instagrams and like the cute little drawings are so amazing. And I'm on Instagram all the time. So they're just, they're just great. And I just love Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, I really try to like make them colorful and fun, but also have like a little bit more thought provoking content. Um, to make it, you know, a little bit deeper. Um, like at first glance, yeah. it just looks like a ton of like bright, colorful, fun illustrations. But if you read through them and read the quotes, I hope that like I'm inspiring people to think a little bit more deeply about different things and in particular about sobriety. Well, mission accomplished. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so how did you get started? How did you start Positively Present? Well, I started it um, way back in 2009. Um, I was not in the best place in my own life. And mm -hmm. so I started researching different happiness blogs and things online as one does when one has a problem. <laughs> Immediately right. go online and try to, to solve it. Um, and as I was going through it, I realized, you know, a lot of it was really about like happiness. Um, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what I thought my goal was like, I just want to be happier. I want to be happier. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized it was really more about positivity and trying to be optimistic no matter what the situation, because there are so many situations in life where you're not going to be happy. Um, you know, whether you're just like in a difficult 
stage in your life, a difficult career, relationship, um, something, you know, devastating happens to you, like there are plenty of times that you're just not going to be happy, um, but you can always be positive. And that just does not come naturally to me at all. Um, I tend to go to, you know, the negative place, the worrying place, like what could go wrong in a situation. And so I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a blog because that's what people did in 2009. And, you know, sort of talk about what I I'm going through trying to become a more positive and more mindful person um, from the perspective of somebody who doesn't do that naturally because what I saw a lot of online was people who at least appeared to be naturally happy and, you know, were sharing their tips and stuff, which was great. But um, for me, it was like, well, that doesn't come naturally to me or, you know, I don't really relate to that. So I sort of wanted to share my personal experience and then it just kind of grew from there. Wow. That's so cool. So what was like your first exercise and like training yourself to be positive? I think, you know, the the concept of staying in the moment, it's still something I struggle with, but that's one of the first things that I learned that so much of my internal strife was caused from thinking about the past and wishing I could undo things, um, particularly things that I'd done when I was drinking. Um, And then on the flip side, I would worry, you know, I was in my mid twenties at the time and it's kind of a, a time in your life, or at least for me um, was a time where, you know, things weren't clear. I wasn't like doing what I love to do yet. And I wasn't in a good relationship. I just, everything sort of felt uncertain. And, you know, you look to the future and you're like, what, what's going to happen in my life? So I realized a lot of the problems I had came from my own mind, either, you know, thinking about the past or the future and learning to be in the moment and try to make the most of where I was, was pretty much the first step. Um, And that started with learning to be aware of my thoughts um, and not sort of let them just take control, which sounds weird, but a lot of us no, just think I things. I totally and, get that. <laughs> yeah, like we just think they're true. Like you're like, oh my God, right. everything's a mess. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I thought that, so it must be true. But, you know, really learning to pay attention to my thoughts and sort of examine them and think to myself, you know, is that true? Is that really what's happening? You know, how would right. I look at this from a more positive perspective? And, and really so much of it just like in my mind is where the starting point happened. Wow, that's so cool. Um, you... You mentioned drinking, so but you're sober, yes. correct? Um, I cool. am. I've been sober for eight years as of last week. Woo! Um, yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, when I started the blog, I wasn't sober. I knew it was somewhere. Like as I started working on positively present, I realized like mm-hmm. I would spend more time evaluating my behaviors, my relationships, because I was trying to live a more positive and present life. So I kind of was thinking like, what's working, what's not, you know, if you want to have this sort of lifestyle, you've got to do things that are positive and be around people who are positive and that kind of thing. And that really did kind of get me started thinking about like, do I want to keep drinking? Um, and then when I got into therapy and, you know, the, one of the first things my therapist said was, you have to stop drinking. Um, oh, I just think there okay. was something about hearing that from a professional, even though, like, to be honest, I had friends that had said it. I kind of knew yeah. deep down, but like something about that. Um, and I also think 
for a lot of people, it's just like you have to be at a point where you're ready. Because I tried sort of to stop drinking or I was like, oh, I'll only drink beer or I'll only do this or that. And it never really worked. Um, But I think for some reason, just like everything kind of aligned and clicked. And I was like, all right, I'm really going to try this because obviously the way I was living before wasn't working for me. I was not happy at all. So I was like, well, I might as well try this and see, you know, if it makes a difference. And it did. It made a huge difference. Right. That's so cool. I mean, like, what's the worst that could happen? Right? right. Like, exactly. Nothing bad is ever going <laughs> to yeah. come from not drinking. Yeah. Just yeah. so I you mean, know, everyone I mean, out there. <laughs> I think that that's not entirely true because I do think, you know, some of my relationships that I thought were close relationships turned out to be based a lot more on partying and drinking and stuff than I had realized. And so you kind of, I don't, that's not necessarily true for everybody, but I think there were some relationships that I lost or that have like sort of faded or gone in a different way because I don't drink. Um, And so there definitely are some, some challenges, but I would say like overall, I have gained way, way more than like lost in terms of getting sober. Yeah, totally. I agree 100%. And you know what? I don't mind missing out on those party friends. I'm right, good. exactly. I'm, well, it shows you like good. The, the true people who, you know, your relationships are built on, you know, real things. Those are the people that will continue to be in your life regardless of whether you drink or not. Exactly. Um, so how did you go about getting sober? Did you go to like a like treatment or did you go to AA or what did that process look like? No, I primarily worked with my therapist, which worked really well for me because um, I'm not big on group things. Um, yeah. I, you know, it just worked better for me. I know that like a lot of group things or meetings and, and different organizations can help a lot of people. Um, for me, I, I tried it, but it just really wasn't the right fit for me. And I think working one-on-one with my therapist um, really helped. I also happened to be dating somebody at the time who didn't drink a lot and then pretty much gave up drinking when I did, which was a huge thing because I think one of the challenges that a lot of people face is living with somebody who drinks or continues to drink. Even if that person doesn't have an issue with it, I think it can be really hard to have it in the house. Um, For me, I'm a very big fan personally of like complete abstinence. Like I can't do like the moderation thing I've tried, um, at least when it comes to drinking. And so I think had I been in a different situation, um, you know, maybe living with somebody who drank a lot or even living by myself. I mean, I think having that accountability of somebody else, you know, really helped me at that time um, to, you know, get sober and stay sober and it just happened to work out. I think for everybody, it's going to be kind of different in terms of what works for them. Um, right. You kind of have to like know your own personality. Like I am very introverted. So like the one-on-one therapy really worked for me, um, but that might not for everybody. Oh, I love therapy. I think that's great. I think everyone should have therapy. Yeah. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> Regardless if you're sober or not, just exactly. find someone yeah, and I can talk it out. I think <laughs> one of the challenges is though, and I had this before, like I'd had a bunch of therapists throughout my life and I just never clicked with them. So it would just be like, I'd go there and they'd be like, how are you? And I'd be like, I'm fine. And that would be like it. And it would, it just felt like <laughs> I was wasting time and money. 
Um, and especially right. when I was younger, like I remember going in high school and they would be like, do you drink? And I'd be like, no, I, I drank that one time that I got in trouble, but I don't drink anymore. Like I would just lie um, oh because God. I didn't want to deal with it. And so I think you have to like be in a place where you're ready to be open with a therapist um, and also find the right person for you because otherwise it is kind of like you're wasting your time and money. And I think it's totally. hard because you don't always find that person right away. And so it's like, oh, you try it once and you're just like, oh, therapy doesn't work. Um, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't if you don't have the right fit. Um, so right. for anybody out there who's listening and like thinking about therapy and if you've tried it and it wasn't great, like I say, like, keep trying to find the right person because once you do, like, it is such a game changer. Totally. What um what kind of characteristics in your therapist do you did you like? Like what made you choose him, her, her, um, I think her? what really worked for me, um, she was just recommended to me, um, by my doctor. So just happened to be chance. Um, okay. but I liked that she was really direct. Like she wasn't like, just like, Oh, how does that make you feel type of thing? Like she was like, this is what's mm -hmm. going on. You need, like, she gave me actionable things to do also, um, which I really liked cause I'm like, I love school and like assignments and stuff. So it was, better for me in terms of like she would give me something and she'd say go home and write about this or she'd give me workbooks to work on and that really helps me take the therapy not just like that hour-long session each week like I would go and then I would work in the workbook or I would do the writing exercise or whatever so um, I think that was great for me I think for some people that would be terrible they would hate having to do something like that but mm -hmm. it really helped me so sort of sort through things and not just have it like during that one hour. Um, but I right. think for me, it was also like the directness of her, like, you know, saying like, these are the things that need to change. Whereas like, I think in some cases, the therapists like want you to kind of figure that out. And I think I would have always just avoided <laughs> the things I needed to work <laughs> on. I would have been like, well, that's okay. I'll just get to that later or something. And she's like, no, you have right. to change. So like, I think yeah, that so really helped me. She called you out in your shit. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's exactly what she did. And I think for me, that was great. I think for certain personalities, that might be like too much or, you know, I don't know, it might not work, but I really felt like that was what I needed. Yeah, I, I love that. I like the direct, no beating around the bush, yeah. no bullshit. <laughs> like, listen, you need help, girl. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So what does your day look like? I know you're doing Positively Present. Do you have a day job or is that your main moneymaker? This is my main job. Cool. Um, I do like periodically do like part-time jobs. Like I've done a variety of different things since I first started mm -hmm. it. Um, so it kind of depends right now. Like it's full-time positively present, but like that can change. Um, but my day is really basically getting up and I try to deal with the stuff I don't like to do first, like the emails and you know, kind of the business side of things and then um, focus on the creative, creative stuff um, a little bit later in the okay. day. Um, that's sort of generally what I do. And there's not really a set thing um, in terms of like, oh, I do this for a certain amount of time or anything. I just kind of do what I feel like. Um, that's the beauty <laughs> of working for yourself, yeah. I guess. Um, aside from like something like this where I have a set, you know, call or something. But um, for the most part, you know, it's pretty free my day like just trying to figure out what projects are most important at the right. time are you a morning person or a night owl i'm definitely a morning person um 
I've become a little bit more night alley as I've gotten older, but I still pretty much go to bed at a reasonable time. And I definitely prefer waking up early um, and getting my day started. Like I always feel like if I sleep in a little bit, I'm like off schedule. I like, I like to oh, be up. Yeah, that's so funny. What time do you wake up at? Um, I generally wake up around like 6.45 or so. It's so interesting. Huge common trait between successful people and like business owners. And most people wake up between like 6.30, 7. Even, I mean, sometimes even older. That's so interesting. I know. I'm right? like right in the middle. You're right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I set up. my alarm for 7, but like as long as I've gone to bed like at a proper time, like I generally wake up before my alarm. Um, which I like. <laughs> I awesome. generally, whatever I can do to wake up, like naturally, I feel like is always the best because the waking up to an alarm is just not not great. Yeah, like who wants to wake up to like a huge, horrible noise? Like I would rather yeah, wake up to too the much. sun. <laughs> Exactly. But that's not always possible. True. (laughs) You know, I always said it just in case, but um, recently I've been waking up before, which is nice. It's awesome. Okay. So you get all your stuff that you don't want to do out of the way, kind of in the morning, and then your kind of creative process takes over like towards the afternoon. Or yeah, yeah. Generally, like after lunch, um, yeah. and it depends. I mean, sometimes I'm working on client work, um, and that always comes first. And then other times, I'll just be working on completely positively present stuff. Um, so it it really kind of varies um, depending on what what the current projects are. Cool. So, what do you do for your mental health every day? Like how how do you stay focused and positive? I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com A-S-G-G. 
Well, I think, you know, first of all, I get to do what I like most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time. So yeah. that's a huge <laughs> bonus. Um, you know, being creative, I think even if that wasn't what I did for a living, being creative would definitely be a part of my sort of mental health Um I don't know, self-care routine or whatever, because even when I wasn't doing this for a job, I was always writing or drawing right. um, or doing something creative. It's, it's definitely how I kind of get my feelings out. Um, and having a dog, I think, is incredibly helpful for my mental health. Um, and I know it's been shown to have a lot of health benefits in general, but I know personally that makes a big difference for me um, in terms of like my day-to-day mental health. It, you know, not only just having the dog around, but like it gets me, you know, right out of the house first thing in the morning, you know, I'm not like a huge nature person, but at least it like gets me outdoors, (laughs) which I think has like some, some good health benefits. Whereas if I didn't have a dog, I don't know if I would go outside. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of dog do you have? I have a Morky. Um, her name is Barkley, and she's Barkley the Morky um, on Instagram. And if anybody doesn't know, a Morky is a Maltese and a Yorkie mix. So, so she's small so and yappy. <laughs> she's very cute, but she barks um, a lot. Luckily, we haven't heard her That's during the call. <laughs> how old is she? She's five and a half. So sweet. Um, do you work out at all? Do you go to yoga. I do what? yoga. Um, but I don't do it regularly. I've been through phases where I'll do it every day, but right now I'm not in one of those phases. So, um, yeah, yeah it's summertime. I should do it more. Yeah. It's <laughs> summertime. That should be extra motivation yeah. um, to do it, but I definitely find I'm not like really into like heavy, like exercise. So I feel like yoga is like a good, you know, balance for me of like, sort of chilling out, but also getting some sort of activity. And then obviously walking the dog is also a little bit of activity too. Totally. Do you um, meditate at all? No, I've tried it. um, And when I do, I enjoy it, but I really haven't gotten into the habit of doing it. And um, I think that it seems to have really good benefits and it's something I could certainly you know, get something from if I got it into my routine, but it's, it's just not been something that has really appealed to me at this point. Okay, cool. Um, so you're super busy inspiring everyone else with your amazing drawings. How do you find inspiration? What, who inspires you and motivates you? When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. 
Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Um, Well, I find a lot of inspiration just like personally from what I'm going through in life or, you know, what kind of situation is happening in the world. I kind of look around me and that's kind of what inspires me to draw certain things or write or um, illustrate certain quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of people, um, my mom is certainly the most uh, inspiring and positive person I know. Um, she's definitely the reason that I do this and that I am able to attempt to be positive because, as I said, it does not come naturally to me and it never has. Um, but she's always been an optimistic person. And I think, you know, as a kid, seeing that all the time, you learn that, like, you can find a way to make the most of situations that aren't the best if you have a good attitude. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as a kid, I used to get so frustrated with it. Um, her, you know, saying like, just adjust your attitude, have an attitude adjustment. I'd be like, oh, I can't change my attitude. Like I'm grumpy or whatever. Um, and now as I'm older, I'm like, oh yeah, your attitude does make a huge difference and you can control it. Like even if the situation is not good. Um, so she's definitely the most inspiring person I know. <laughs> That's so cute. You need to give yourself <laughs> your own attitude adjustment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's very cute. Um, I have a kind of random question. What wouldn't you draw? Like if someone were to like commission you for something, like what would you not? That's a great question. Um, I would not draw anything that it depicted violence. Okay. Um, even if it was like, I don't know, like one time I was doing a children's book um, and they said something about like the kid having a dream about like kicking another kid. And I was like, I'm not going to draw that. Um, So anything that's violent, um, even if it's like a silly thing like that, like I just don't like that. Um, Nothing related to guns, um, animal cruelty, like anything like that. I can't imagine anybody would ask me to draw those things, but um, yeah, that would pretty much be, you know, even if it wasn't for positively present, even if it was for a client, like I definitely wouldn't take on any jobs where I didn't feel comfortable with what I was illustrating. Totally. What about like political stuff? Would you or have you ever drawn any like Trump type stuff? Um, I wouldn't draw anything. I mean, I've drawn stuff that sort of, I guess, alludes to my feelings about it. I try to not go over the top with the political stuff, though I would sometimes like to. I know, right? Um, because <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes my my site and like my Instagram can be a little bit of a break from that. Yes. Um, but at the same time, it's tricky because I don't want to, you know, just pretend things aren't happening. Right. Um, and I definitely felt like after the election, I wish that I, I kind of didn't, you know, state my political thoughts um, ahead of the election. I tried to keep, you know, pretty neutral. And then after I was like, I wish I had sort of said more. Mm-hmm. Um, not that like I would have had some major influence, but no, you, know, you totally um, would. Like you have so many like followers and people who repost your, your art. I think absolutely you have a huge influence. 
Yeah. And I think one of the things that I kind of like to focus on, not so much is sort of trying to have compassion and understanding for like the opposite sides. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the reasons is like my entire family has very different, the opposite beliefs that I do. Right. Um, when it comes to politics. So I've had the experience of, you know, interacting with people who, you know, are, are pretty much happy with the situation right now. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas I'm not, um, and you know, you, you kind of get the ability to realize like, these are normal people that I love and care about. And like, they're not like horrific monsters or something. Like, I feel like people really want to demonize on either side. Um, you know, I've written some blog posts and stuff about, you know, really trying to have more understanding and conversation and compassion. Um, and I really try to do my best to try to understand where people are coming from. Yeah. Um, because I generally think like most people aren't coming from a place of like evil. I think people, you know, have, first of all, people receive different information depending on, you know, where they get um, news. Yeah. So that's a tricky thing. Like not everybody's getting the same information, exactly. but also I think, you know, there people have different values sometimes and things matter more to certain people than others. And, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, so I feel like if I were to, you know, put some like really strong political opinions, um, even though I might have them right. on my blog or on Instagram, I think that that doesn't really help the argument of like, let's try to talk to each other and let's try to like, you know, not be so divisive, which I think that everything is. And I also think that everything is very dramatic. Uh, um, and I try to stay calm. <laughs> and, but I think that everyone, of drama. everything, yeah, on both sides, on like, mm-hmm. just like everything, like, you know, I'll go on Twitter and I'm just like, everybody settle down. And I know like things are important and I'm not saying like we shouldn't talk about them or, you know, feel passionately about them. But I think that there's a lot of, you know, clickbait and like trying to get people to react. And like, it's just a lot that I find to be more negative and not really helpful. Um, but, you know, and I want people to feel like my work is something that can apply to everyone and not even just like in America, like around the world. Um, I do have a lot of people that follow me around the world too. So that's another thing. Like, obviously people care about American politics, but I don't want to like, you know, talk about it all the time because I think that's what everybody does now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's super easy just to jump on the bandwagon, right? Mm -hmm. I think everyone just needs a big group hug. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure that wouldn't solve a lot of the problems. And and no, another thing but... is that, like, I think so many of these things are so complex. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to just say, well, do this or do that, and that'll fix everything. And it's like, so, I mean, things have been, you know, ingrained in our culture and, like, gone on for decades and, you know, probably, like, centuries. Like, it's not just, like, you know, whatever the issue. There's not genuinely, like, one quick fix for things. Um, right as much as we would like there to be. Um, so I think there are a lot of people, you know, raising their voices about stuff that they might not fully understand um, or they only like understand part of. And that I, I don't think is very helpful. Absolutely. And it's not just one person, you know, it's, it's, it's so much more. It's so, it's so much more intricate. Like you just said, I, absolutely. Um, yeah, it definitely is. So you, you mentioned that you have followers from all over the world. Where is the most exotic location 
um, that you have followers in or anyone has like reached out to you from? Oh, I don't know about exotic or like <laughs> um, I think interesting. Let's say interesting. I just think it's cool when people, um, you know, I recently saw like um, a version of my book in Chinese, and oh my gosh. that was really cool to see. Um, so I love, you know, it's really cool when I get to see uh, my books in different languages. There's like a Vietnamese version and stuff. So um, especially languages that don't use the same characters as um, English, because it's just, I don't know, I think that's like extra cool. Totally. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that it, I can't think of anywhere like super cool or exotic. Um, because honestly, a lot of people are from like the UK, um, yeah. Australia and America. So, I mean, those aren't that exotic, but I definitely have followers all over, which is cool. And I, I love hearing from them. That's so awesome. Well, I love your stuff and I am in Vancouver, Canada right now. I live in LA, but I'm up in, in Vancouver. So I'm getting everyone in Vancouver involved in your situation. Yay. <laughs> I'm your ambassador. Are you from Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Vancouver. So hanging out with the fam. Hanging out with the fam. And your stuff is definitely helping. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. So kind of just wrapping it up here, what is some advice you could give to someone who maybe isn't feeling super positive or thinking about sobriety or going through a rough patch in their sobriety, what is some advice that you could give to, to someone in that situation? I think one of the most important things to remember, and it's also one of the most cliche things is to be grateful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that people bring up all the time, but there's a reason for that. Like when I'm having a bad day, instead of thinking about like, okay, these are all the things that are going wrong or I'm not doing this right or, you know, this or that. Like when I start thinking about all the things that I do have or the things that I have accomplished, it totally can transform my mood. Like it just makes, it doesn't make like the bad things go away or anything, right. but it, it keeps things in perspective. Um, and also thinking about like bad things in the past that have happened that I've learned from and grown from and stuff. Like, I think there's so much to be said for gratitude. So I keep a gratitude list. I know that kind of thing isn't for everybody, but um, it really, really helps me. Um, and I also think a- another sort of secondary piece of advice that kind of goes with this is, when you're doing something and, you know, it's not going as smoothly as you thought, whether it's, you know, work or trying to get sober or whatever, um, I think we, we all have the tendency to really beat ourselves up in a way that we would never do, like with somebody we loved totally. or a friend. Totally. Um, and so I think, you know, like trying to be a little bit more objective and think like, if my friend did this, like, let's say you're trying to get sober and then you went out and you drank and you're like, oh my God, like, I'm terrible. Like, I can't do this. Like, what would you say to a friend? You wouldn't be like, oh, like, give up and just keep drinking. Like, you're done. Right. You're a loser. Like, of course, you'd be like, try again. You'd be like, you know, it's okay. People make mistakes. Try again. Like that kind of thing. And I think in general, whether it's sobriety or otherwise, I think that that can really help. And I, that's one of those things that takes practice because for a lot of us, if not most of us, that's not really the default. Like, and it's okay. Like right. you want to like, you know, be a little hard on yourself to like, you know, keep you going. Otherwise, if you're just like, everything I do is great. Like right. that, that might not be the best life plan either. But <laughs> I think more often than not, we're really hard on ourselves. And that shift in like 
how would I talk to a friend or how would I think about this if I were, you know, with somebody I love, like it, it can really help, um, especially when you've done something or are going through something that like you don't feel like you're best about um, that can really help keep you going because like everything is just like cliche as it sounds like one day at a time, like you might have had a bad day or you did something wrong on this day. Well, like you can start again tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you don't have to like say like, Oh, well I did that terrible thing. Well now I'm just terrible forever. Right. Like it's like you can start over at any time. Um, and I know that can be hard when you're in the midst of it, but remembering that is, is really important. That's awesome. Yes. A little, uh, compassion for yourself goes a long way. <laughs> It definitely does. So, Danny, where can people find you? Where can people get Positively Present? Well, they can find me um, <laughs> on PositivelyPresent.com mm-hmm. and Positively Present on Instagram um, and pretty much all social media, you know, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Pinterest, all of those. Okay. Um, and they're all um, linked at the top of my website. So, okay, great. Um, the best thing to do is go to Positively Present and then you can find out like everything there. My books are there and everything. So that's like the best place to go. Awesome. How many books have you, have you read? I mean, read. Uh, how many have books I have read? you written? Oh. <laughs> how many books have you written? I've written six books. Wow. I've written six books. Yeah. And I've um, also written a couple of eBooks as well, like workbooks. Um and then every year I do a diary, a planner, uh-huh. um, which is basically like a book because every right. day, like every week has activities and quotes and all this stuff. So if you count all those, I've written five of those. So there's a lot. That's there's amazing. There's a lot of stuff out there. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. You're, Thanks. you are so amazing and I'm so happy that I got to talk to you. Like you are literally. Yeah, I'm so glad we got to chat. Living and breathing. Like your your drawings it's really awesome you're you're very like true to form if that makes sense like you are the epitome of positively present it's really cool yeah i really try <laughs> you you kind of don't have to it's, it's just there <laughs> you just are yeah, it just happens yeah okay cool well thank you so so much and have a great day you're welcome thanks for having me anytime how amazing is Danny? I am such a fangirl of Positively Present, it's borderline embarrassing. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and let us know what you think about the podcast or what you'd like to hear. Thank you all so much for your love and support. Couldn't do without you, and have a great day.